You're listening to Sam and Phil's Podcast. Hey, Sam, it's National Siblings Day. Uh, we both come from uh, decent-sized families, and uh, we're, we're both uh, very proud of our siblings and their accomplishments. And today we're honored to have my sister uh, joining us, uh, Angela Virgin, uh, from uh, the uh, Bridgewater neighborhood. Angie, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, let's jump into, uh, I'm sure Sam has some questions, but uh, what was it like growing up with this guy? Um, I don't know. I like him better now than I did as a kid. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> this, is a, this is very timely because it, we're actually posting this today. We do um, uh, tape some of these in advance, but... I, I'll say this about my uh, my siblings that uh, with the uh, with the Rona that's what we're calling the coronavirus. I, one of the things I'm most proud of is that I've uh, is the relationship that has uh, has further cemented between me and my siblings, especially uh, uh, Josh and uh, and Ange who's on the uh, on the line with us. Uh, do you want to talk about that? How we we're uh, in constant contact. It seems like. I agree with that. Uh, we're always messaging each other back and forth about what's happening and what we think and stuff. And before all of this, we probably talked, I don't know, once every couple of weeks or something. <laughs> but now it's like way more often. It's kind of nice. Has he always been impulsive? Yes. <laughs> like, I'll just say, I'm thinking about doing this or buying this. And he's already bought it and going to do whatever I say I'm going to go do. Yeah, he's always just done whatever he wants. I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> I don't I'll say that. Like, to some extent, and I was thinking about this in anticipation of this conversation, that I, and Ange can uh, vouch for this. Like, I don't remember a lot of, like, because there's an age gap of five years between us that – like her and her perspective, her uh, upbringing, rearing Sam um, mm-hmm. was uh, was much different than uh, than mine. And you know, we can go as far as Angela wants to go into that. But um, I was was the term latchkey. I, I was all over the place. I, I wasn't home a lot, and even at a very young age. And and so hearing some of these stories, like when my grandpa passed, and we went down to uh, our hometown. And hearing uh, how things were for my sister, it was quite eye-opening. Yeah, it, there was definitely a different experience between Philip and I. Um, I think, because I don't remember my parents ever being married, because I was so little when they got divorced. And so his experiences also, he remembers all of that and what that was like. And I don't have any memories of that stuff. I just remember afterwards and that my life from there. Sam, wh- remind me, where do you fall into the order of, of kids? Your second youngest? I am the fourth. The fourth. So I have a brother, he's the oldest, and then I have three, I have two sisters, and there's me, and then I have a younger sister. Okay. Uh, when that younger sister was born, what, like, do you remember that time? Like, what, what were your thoughts? I- one of my very first memories I remember is going to the hospital. I think it was like three, almost four. 
going to the hospital and they had the glass, you know, the mom would come in and put, pick her baby up and go like this and show there was no going into the visiting, no visiting them in the rooms or whatever. So I remember her holding up my sister and seeing Julie for the first time. That's kind of my very first memory of her, but um, we're kind of spaced out differently. So my older three siblings are pretty close together and then there's a kind of a gap between me and my um my sisters on both sides of me but i imagine you went from uh like being the spoiled one to maybe sharing that like were you ever like the youngest is always the spoiled one right i'm definitely not the youngest so i'm not so oh, when you were before your sister was born i don't remember oh. i don't remember being spoiled at all uh my little sister was boiled <laughs> <laughs> and it, i saw my sister I, I remember getting out of school and she would always have some new toy or something in the car and she'd be like look what i got and, and i would go where's my mom and no she said, you're not the youngest anymore that's what I, happened that's right i was in school so my sister was shaking her head when i said that the youngest isn't always spoiled well, I think when it came to dad, I was very spoiled. And I, I remember going to the grocery store with dad and I just, I put whatever I wanted on the, on the conveyor belt and just buy it. And then he pretend he never even knew I put it on there. And so I pretty much got what I want from dad. But when it came to mom, Philip was number one for sure. <laughs> This is surprise me. <laughs> well, you guys are both moms. Uh, is there, uh, I don't even want to put you on the spot, but like, do you have favorites? Like, is that a normal thing or is that just my mom? <laughs> what, uh, wanna... Is this going to be on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they each have their own different characteristics and there's some characteristics I like in in each and every one of them and there's some that I do not like in each and every one of them wow you, should work, in, you should work in public relations <laughs> <laughs> yes and we're all figuring out a few new things about each other with this coronavirus going on with the stay in and some of it's been very positive and some of it's been like, okay, you guys go over here and you over here and don't talk to each other for the rest of the day. Is that the case at your house too? No, not really. I, my kids have actually been better at getting along with one another and hanging out with each other than before. Um, as for the favorites, um, I can kind of see why Philip maybe was the favorite. Um, <laughs> just because I find with my kids, like they all have their different personalities and everything, but there's certain people that are easier to get along with. Yeah. And you know, I feel like my Addie is the easiest to get along with. She's very, uh, go with the flow. She's very determined. She's not lazy, you know? So it's so much easier to, to get along with her and to hang out with her versus Kensley cries all the time. And Drayden is uh, going to through the teen stage. So <laughs> I think <laughs> for me, it's, I don't have a favorite child, but 
I can see how it's easier to kind of get along with certain children more than others. And I agree with that because we have different personalities. We as parents have different personalities. Like I will honestly say um, my husband gets along better with my daughter, Maddie, because they're just, they have the same personalities, literally like they're analytical, they're extremely smart in a way that you're just like, uh, you're hurting my brain. Stop, <laughs> you know? And, and then, um, and she's kind of following in his footsteps a little bit with, um, with, um, investing in the market. I know that's a bad thing to say right now, but, um, he's kind of taken her under her wing and trying to teach her all these things. Cause she's a, she's a sophomore in college. Um, and then I, Kinley and I, you know, even though we kind of butt heads a little bit, we're alike in certain ways. <laughs> Philip smile cause he knows it. Uh, I listened to an episode, I think it was episode eight the other day. Uh, and I was with Kinley and I loved it. It was so fun to go back and listen to that. And it was, she was in the anticipation of uh, going to the East coast with her sister, Maddie mm-hmm. and getting on the airplane. She talked about going on airplanes and how scary that was. And, you know, and there was, uh, there were a lot of similarities between you two and, yeah, and that's what I was uh, sort of getting at it and get getting to was that um, th- these are all traits you guys are rearing these children, and you're gonna see things that are passed down that you like about yourself, and there's probably things that you don't like about yourself, and then like you know how does that play into all of that without choosing favorites or anything, you know? Uh, go ahead, Angie. <laughs> You know, it's, it's hard because Drayden is a lot like me and I like certain things about that because I know when he's had enough, um, when he's struggling or what, when he's upset, what to do because he handles it in the same way that I do. So I just say, no, let him go, let him have his moment and he'll come back. And so I think I understand him and I think that that's helped um, build a relationship with him where he's going into that teen stage that he still feels he can talk to me because he knows that I understand him. Um, Addie, I think she, if she just, if she keeps going with her determination and everything, like I can see an amazing relationship between her and I forever. And Kensley, I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm hoping for the best. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of how it is with with uh, my son, Jordan. I'm just hoping for the best for that kid because sometimes I just don't see where he is coming from. And, and he's 20, almost 21. He'll be 21 at the end of the month. And you know, he, he came in, he's like, oh, I'm so excited. I got to see on that test. And I just shake my head like, why are you excited about that? <laughs> you know? And then I have Maddie's like, oh my gosh. They gave me a 98.5. What the hell? You know, <laughs> there's like this total contrast between those two where she goes in and fights for her job. And this kid is just like, Hey, I'm just cruising through life. I don't know. Do you, do you, uh, see the difference in education with your children as well? Yes. Uh, Addie has missed school so much since we've, uh, taken a break from school. She misses her friends. She loves her teacher. Like she, 
she is funny because with everything she does, she's very thoughtful. She's very like, okay, you know, the goal for her right now in school is she has to do 30 minutes of Lexia every day. And then if whoever has the most out of the whole second grade gets a prize, so you can do extra, but the minimum is 30 minutes. So she's like, okay, I am going to do Lexia for one hour every day so that I can beat everybody. And Drayden's like, uh, can I get away with 25? <laughs> like, like he doesn't know he's, he could care less about anything academic. So I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> but without question, and we're like next week's uh, episode, we're going to talk to my uh, bartender friend from uh, Corvallis, Oregon, Nancy, who has some thoughts on, uh, on that this is a simulation, but it sounds like, uh, and that, that's a whole, you want to listen to that because it's it just, it's out there, but there's a lot of people who are starting to believe this, but you guys can see traits though, that these are definitely my kids and all, and all your kids, like maybe talk about that. Um, for Addie, honestly, I, I think she is 100% Jason. Like she had, I don't know, like she's so motivated. Like, I, I guess I just don't see that in me. Um, I'm a little bit more of the, the, the lazy type, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think Addie is all Jason, Drayden is all me and Kensley is somewhere in between. I don't know. It's. I, I do think that all of my kids, I like to believe that it's from me, but uh, I think that they were just born with the, a good heart. Like all of them are so kind and, and caring for other people that it's, I think that that is one thing that really amazes me the most out of, out of all my kids. What about you, Sam? Do you think some of your kids uh, accidentally ended up with you or there's definitely traits of uh, you and James and all your kids? Uh, there's definitely traits in all of our children. Um, uh, Reagan is kind of an oddball. I, I don't know if I really see any traits in her from her father. Um, definitely Kinley, definitely Maddie, probably definitely Jordan. I can imagine James was that kid <laughs> too. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and, and I do see some traits of me in Madison a little bit, but, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting because, um, I, I lost twin boys and I always wondered what traits they were going to have. And when they, when they were, when my son and my daughter were born, did they say, this now this might blow your mind Philip I don't know this might go back to your simulation thing but was those was Maddie and Jordan supposed to be those two babies or are they their own separate and it took a long time but I finally did get confirmation that those two are separate and so um so I think of them a lot and I'm like is that what my son would be like you know Jordan like Jordan or would they have more um, personality traits, um, of my other kids. Um, yeah, really interesting story. Um, I had 
20 years later, after losing them, I had a portrait done and it's a portrait of Christ holding two babies. And what I did is I gave pictures of the artist asked for pictures of my, my existing children to kind of get an idea. And it was, as soon as Jordan was born, I said, Oh my goodness, he looks just like, um, he looks just like, uh, Samuel. And so I picked Jordan and then just off the cuff, I just picked Reagan because she was the youngest. And, um, I don't know. I just picked Reagan. So I gave her these pictures and, uh, the portrait that she came up with just blew me away because you could see different characteristics of each and every one of my kids in each of their faces of this portrait that I had done. And so, you know, I do believe that we become who we become here on earth. We have, we are born with traits. I do believe that. But these children didn't have any time on this earth. Just, and so I, I don't know. I think that, that they're the traits. That's an interesting, Reagan's doing uh, biology right now and she's doing all these, I can't remember what they're called now. You know, the charts, like the trait charts. What are those called? They're like X, Y, the chromosome thing. Yeah, but no, it's, it, what, ah, we just talked about them. I can't remember. See, the dementia is kicking it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, there is scientific stuff to it, but I think there's also a more higher power to it as well. Well, it's the whole nature versus nurture argument, and the answer is it's both. You know, there are obviously some strong traits that go back as we have evolved and survived even, you know, to you know, go back to the pioneer times or our case, uh, the Apache Indians. Um, <laughs> but I, I had to. Um, but square. also so who's around you. Uh, what was that? Punnett squares. They're called Punnett squares. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah, and I think there's a, me. <laughs> yeah we're Apache. We're Apache. I, I want to say Arapaho. No, we're Apache. But, um, uh, but it's also your environment and you know and I, I look at the the influence you know that you've had on me as a friend and, and vice versa there there it's all who you surround yourself with and it and then extends you know all over a place and so that's why good schools are important it's why diversity all that stuff is to to create that environment uh and when you um when you guys moved to the Bridgewater neighborhood, you were a little nervous about that, but it, it, you've learned to love that school. Yeah, we have. I think it's a great experience because there is such different levels of diversity in our school. Um, uh, going back kind of to the, the personality thing, I, I'm actually taking a class uh, called Theories of Personality right now. Um, and it talks about how while you are born with certain traits and things, um, personality is actually ever-changing. And how um, throughout your entire life, I mean, you have like the, the core traits that you have, but for the most part, things that change who you are also change your personality. And so I find that really interesting, kind of like what Phil was saying, is how, you know, the nature versus nurture is that you're born, for instance, 
an introvert or an extrovert, but the experiences that you have um, determines the level of being an introvert or an extrovert. Are you seeing your kids evolve that way? Like, I imagine there's some big changes from grade level to grade level and, and, and how that is uh, shaping their personality or? Oh, or definitely. Not so much. Yeah, especially with Drayden, where he is getting to that teenager stage. Like, he has struggled um, since we moved here uh, four years ago. Um, he had the best of friends before we moved here, and he had just gotten used to that group of friends that he didn't know how to make new friends. And so he's really struggled the last uh, three years making friends. And then this year, going into sixth grade, like, he is – he's just funny and he's like outgoing and he's like friends with everybody in his class and, and just how much he has changed. I mean, his personality, he's always been outgoing and, and fun, but because of, of how at his age and how much he's changed that it's just really noticeable and his ability to make friends is so much greater. Sam, that's something you can relate to. You moved to California in high school. It was, it was tough for you. And then also with your youngest daughter, uh, she switched uh, well, to the other end of the district, and she's trying to find her way. She is. She made her decision today that she will be going to Bonneville. Um, it was not an easy decision for her to make. I was expecting her, as soon as we gave her the green light to make that decision, she was going to jump all over that. But it was... It was um, agonizing, actually, to watch her struggle with making that decision. And I think the biggest, um, the biggest concern for her is, am I going to fit in with my friends again? Because she went through all of elementary with them. She went to Rocky Mountain with them. And then freshman year, she went to Hillcrest. She has her church friends from Hillcrest, you know, and she was just starting to kind of open up a little bit with them at Hillcrest and hang out a little bit, but not much. We would go over to my husband's office and eat lunch with him and stuff. And so I was concerned about her socially, not academically. I mean, that girl can, she's got great grades. It's, it was more, she's so introverted and so scared of her own shadow. We've got to do something to push her out of that comfort box. And so we told her, we said, go to Hillcrest you know, and I was really expecting her to just blossom there, but it just, it didn't happen. And so my husband and I said, well, let's let her go back to Bonneville. But um, my reservations are, because I went through that, I moved to Georgia. And after a year of being in Georgia, I went back to visit and it wasn't the same at all. It was heartbreaking. It was, I, I mean, no, no, nothing against my friends in, in, where I used to live, but it was just, they moved on and I had moved on, but did I really move on? It was not until after that, that I knew I needed to move on to leave them behind and, and start this new chapter. Um, and then we have Facebook now, so I can, I can chat with them now, but, but with, with Reagan, just made contact with them every day. She texts them, she talks to them. When she has issues coming up, she really relies on her friends. So I really pray that it's going to be a good experience for her going to Bonneville. But um, 
when she says, will Hillcrest take me back if I, if I don't fit in at Bonneville? And it just broke my heart. And I, and I talked to the principal at Hillcrest. He goes, absolutely. We love Reagan. We'll take her back in a heartbeat. So I don't know what kind of experience she's going to have, but this might be one of her lessons that she's going to have to learn. I don't know. That's one it's thing that I really appreciate about my childhood is that we, as my parents were working out uh, and eventually finalized getting a divorce, but I had to, I went to so many schools as in elementary school that I had to figure out how to survive and make friends. And, and I realized that that was a skill that not a lot of people get that, like yeah. that ability to adjust and, and, and roll with it. And so I'm appreciative of that. And, and those are tough decisions to make as a parent. And they're, they're very tough on, as a kid and, you know, good for Reagan to, uh, to come up with a, a decision and, you know, best of luck to her. Let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, one thing that uh, my sister has, uh, has done uh, that's pretty awesome is uh, she is a, uh, she decided to get into shape and do CrossFit and these uh, these races up mountains and, and whatever the grit leagues or whatever they're called. What are they? Spartan grit? races. Spartan races. Those Spartan. things. Yeah. She, grit league is a like virgin like, element. But yeah. she she uh, made the decision to do that and and uh, has uh, has excelled at that. So tell us what made you decide to go and and start doing that stuff. Uh, well, my husband, he did a race, um, in, let's see, in Boise and he loved it and he wanted me to try it. And I was completely out of shape and he was insistent that I needed to do it with him. So we went to the one in Utah, which was eight miles. And he, he, the whole time before we did it, he was like, you can do it. I know you can do it. Let's just, let's go for it. So we got probably a mile in up the mountain and he looked at me and he said, are you ready? Do you think we should go back? I think you're going to die. <laughs> I was like, no, I am finishing this race. And so once I realized how difficult it was, but yet it was fun to push myself. We joined a CrossFit gym and have done, I don't know, three races since then. And I just love it. How has this been with the shutdown? Like that's the CrossFit community is pretty tight. Like, has it been hard on you guys? Yes. It's been really hard to be motivated. Um, our, the gym owner, Jesse, he's amazing. And he, um, posts workouts every day for us to do and gives us modifications. And we aren't able to, you know, do certain things cause we don't have the equipment and stuff. He also had a, had the people that have been going to his gym for quite some time um borrow some of the equipment so that we could do some of that stuff at home and oh. it's to stay motivated but yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah. at the end of the day though you, you really are what you eat and you have a kind of a cool diet i've tried to tell sam about this a few times like explain it's like four days on three days off or something how does it how does that work and you made it up right I did. I made it up. Um, well, I first started, I used the MyFitnessPal app and I, I just looked at my 
the first, I don't know, month or two was just a trial run. Just went through, okay, I put everything that I eat in and I look at all of the numbers, the carbs, the fiber, the fat, all that stuff. And then I was watching to see what my body would do with that amount of food. And I found a certain amount of calories that would make me um, lose a certain amount of weight and calories that would make me, um, you know, flat line and things like that. And then I was like, okay, so I'm going to be really strict on my, my diet for the five days. And then from that, from those five days, I would lose probably close to like four pounds. And then, and then during the weekend, it was a free for all. (laughs) I mean, to an extent, you want to make sure that you're not overdoing it. And then I'd probably gain about two pounds back, but I was still down two pounds for that week. So then I didn't ever feel like I was uh, missing out on anything. And it was able, I was able to say, okay, I only got two more days left and everything like that. So that's and that what includes I cheesecake, which uh, Sam can relate to uh, the cravings for cheesecake. Yeah, that's, that's, what yeah, that's my downfall uh, as, as uh, Phillips eating Skittles right now. I feel like a jerk because you guys are all fasting and stuff, huh? I know. It is. Yes. I have ribs cooking right now, and I can smell them. Well, good for you guys, though, to do that. Um, anything else you want to talk about? The, uh, you know, life? You, you, uh, you uh, help at the school. You're also going to school. And then you're, uh, you're rearing three children. Like, how do you, how do you make time for anything? I don't, (laughs) I don't know. I, it's a little crazy. I, I found with my personality that I apparently I like to go all in. Um, yeah. So let's see, school started in August and I start, uh, at the end of August and two weeks before school started, I decided, Hey, how about I go to school and get a job? And (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm a little crazy, but it's been okay. I, I, I love working at Bridgewater. Um, Kara's amazing and she, you know, helps, lets me take my own schedule and stuff. So a lot of the time I was at home being able to do my schoolwork, but now as like things are different and school's at home, it's been a little bit more difficult because I'm still working for the school, not as many hours, but still working. And then I also have to make sure my kids who are not, you know, they're younger, so they need my help through all of their classes and then yeah. finding time for me. So I think I've just, I, Monday through Thursday, we are all in for, for online school for my kids. And then Friday it's, if they get all their homework done, they have no school. And that's the day that I focus on my schoolwork. So yeah, I'm starting school on the 20th. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, I, that's good advice. It's going to be tough. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe with this Rona, I have to look at the, I always have to look at the silver lining and things. Because if I always look at the negative, it's, it's going to just get me down. This might help me because it's now online. And, um, these little virtual meets that we have to do. I'm going through uh, BYUI pathways because it's like 
super cheaper than regular college and it fits in my schedule better. I was like, how in the world am I going to go to these meet once a week at the, you know, on Thursdays and, and now it's all virtual so I can stay home and still be around with my kids and stuff. And cause like Philip knows, our job is so demanding when it comes to our regular school year. So um, now it's kind of, there's no sports, no of this. It's like that worry kind of went away for me a little bit. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, and of all times, you know, the first uh, semester, or however they run at track, um, you know, to get your feet wet and, and go, you know, so yeah. that is really a blessing that way. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you uh, joining us and hope you have a wonderful uh, International Siblings Day. And uh, just a programming note here on the uh, Skittles Dips Salmon Field podcast. Uh, we're going to have our friend Nancy from Corvallis on the show next week talking about simulations and how that might be what we're going through right now. It sounds it sounds out there, but you'll want to give it a listen. So that'll be on next week's show. We need to invite Paco from El Paso to join us in that podcast too, because he's got some pretty cool insights when it comes to what Lisa or what um, our visitors talking about. It's a great idea. That might be a good follow-up podcast. But until next time, take care of each other. Stay healthy. Stay away from others until this thing passes. And um, if you're looking for something to do, go on Spotify and listen to all 20 episodes of the Sam Field Podcast.